Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. No! I just want to say, I knew that we'd be the envy of all every football guy in Canada. How about that? With this XFL gear that we got. This is hot, 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 hot. I, I look like the damn general manager of the XFL. Hey. I'm so excited. It's all beautiful. Rod the Rock Peterson. I wouldn't go that far, but I love the Rock. I love me some Dwayne Johnson. This is the Rod Peterson Show. It is, and it is a Wednesday, Canada's daytime sports talk show rocks on into hour two of the program. This is what we call the second half kickoff. I'm calling up a screenshot here of a text message I got from the Greek freak, Georgi Nitsos. Uh, the Four Seasons brings you the warm-up, which we did an hour ago, and I didn't read his thing. He says, how about this? Order a fabulous Four Seasons pizza and your favorite beverage for takeout and delivery. One-stop shopping. Call or order online. That's Four Seasons Sports Palace. You're a regular customer there, I know, Remps. And, of course, with the restaurant shut down, but for takeout and delivery, make them your choice for hockey watching. There you go. you got to love uh, Georgie. Oh, yeah. Very excitable guy. Yeah. The Greek freak. You talk about an interesting man. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> He's done it all. So we're going to veer over into... Hockey here in a second, but if you're just joining us, Reed Johnson from the XFL, Mark Cast joined us out of Seattle last hour, and he just lit a fire that has not gone away. Okay, so we did a lot of football in hour one, but I do, it is the last day of March, and we're in the throes of hockey season, and there's a huge game tonight, Jets and Leafs. We previewed it, previewed it last hour. First place is on the, on the line of the Scotia North Division, and there's a lot of Comments here. Dougal Cameron from Calgary writes, and he says, Rod, I hear what you said, but I have a season ticket subscription that is 80% paid that I have no intention of asking for it back. What else can I do? He's saying he's against the XFL merger and he's got money left with the Calgary Stampeders. I have no intention of asking for it back. Well, then you are making a conscious decision to make a donation, and that's great. Calgary Stampeders will say thank you for that. But they still don't know if they're playing or not. I don't understand because there's a lot of people that are either for or against the merger based on their own perspective, which makes sense, Kelly, wouldn't you think? Oh, of course. I, I mean, mean, if you could look at it from outside yourself, would be nice. But that's where they're coming from with their opinion. Well, yeah, and and uh, you know, there's so many different layers to that too, right? I mean, I I think like for myself, here's here's where I'm at. Okay, so here's where I'm at. In a perfect world, which we're not living in, I might add, <laughs> the best case scenario for me would be the CFL just keeps doing what they're doing and somehow find their way out of this, and we all live with like three, they always do. Three down football, the big field. Uh, all of a sudden, somehow somebody you know rubs a lamp and a genie comes out and says, "What's your wish?" Well, I wish for f- financial prosperity for the Canadian Football League. 
boink, and all of a sudden everything's just perfect again. That's ideally what I would like. And my son and I, you know, we wear our rider green. We go to games. We grab a, I, I grab a, a cold, refreshing beverage. He grabs a Coke, and we enjoy it. And Bob's your uncle. But that's not <laughs> Why is the, everybody saying that? That's I like not that. The, I don't even know who Bob is. <laughs> I don't know. Has anybody ever, somebody let us know who Bob is? Gary's my uncle. But anyways, <laughs> continue. That would be perfect. But that's not happening, and it's probably not going to happen. So then my question becomes, okay, so then, so, so then what? Well, I would rather watch something than nothing. We just built a beautiful stadium oh, yeah. for a, a quarter of a billion dollars that if there's no football to watch, basically goes unused for all intents and purposes. So what are our choices? Are we, are we that insistent that we that we we won't even be open to the idea of some form of change and the alternative is what that we have no pro football to watch there is no Saskatchewan Rough Riders playing in any league well this is kind of this is kind of what we're faced with fold or merge now you were talking about the growth of this show Jacques Dupuis in Ottawa the Red, the Red Blacks still have my money for this season, still wondering what to do, still love the CFL. And so from the 905. Frere Jaca. Frere Jaca. From the, uh, from the 905 on the Prairie Mobile text line. First off, The Rock ain't curing COVID-19. My feeling is that Randy Ambrosi has mismanaged and failed to secure a better TV deal in order to reduce CFL owner dependence on ticket and concessions profit. TSN and SportsCenter are still raking in billions. The CFL Players Association should be standing up for a piece of that to pay football players, but not owners. Signed, Tim, Tiger Cat season ticket holder. From Ray in the Six. Hi, Rod. I love the Canadian division. Hope they keep it going forward. He's talking about NHL. Mm -hmm. Getting a little tired of seeing the same teams. Next year, keep the Canadian division, but play all the other teams. That would be perfect. I agree. From the 905 again, Rod, always a very informative show. I'm a huge Riders fan, shareholder as well, living in Milton, just outside Ontario. Families, just outside Toronto, families from Estevan, Torquay area. Did I ever tell you the time in Torquay? <laughs> I was underage and I jumped behind the bar and started serving drinks. We'd played senior hockey down there that <laughs> night. Back in your high rolling days. Yeah, we got ran out of Torquay. How Anyways, he's, how about that? He says, love the atmosphere at Taylor Field. Hoping give or take on both sides so we can thrive. Looking forward to the Masters Golf Tourney. Best regards, Chris GC. Watching in Milton, Ontario. From the 403, Earl writes in, just started watching from Calgary last week on Game Plus for the first time when you were talking Junior A topics. Great show. And Moose is from Winyard? My dad's side is all from there. Question for you. I'm in my 50s and have some old school thoughts on hockey. My main beef is that players get points awarded for their stats for three-on-three -three overtime, which I think is so wrong and taints records. I love three-on-three -three and shootouts for entertainment, but both are a bit gimmicky and not real hockey in my eyes. Thoughts? It's interesting you say that because in the CFL, they used to count the stats in overtime. And then, but, but Dave Dickinson's were just going, right? 
because he had a couple overtime games. Yeah. And he's throwing bombs. and th- So they took it off the regular season points. Or the, you know what I mean, regu- regulation time points. I don't know, man. You saw last night, Connor Bedard picked up an assist on the game-winning goal. He's going to be out for overtime, all overtime, as is Braden Yeager, as is Connor McDavid. You see what he's saying. It's not fair to the other players. They never see the ice in extra time. They don't have a chance to get those points. Yeah, but then go play better and be more offensively productive. It's like, why are we punishing the stars? Your coach will be put out, and your coach will put you out there. Here's another thing. Uh, There's less games now. So the guys back in the day that maybe didn't get some of those three-on-three points in overtime had more games during the regular season to play, too. So the guys today would say, yeah, but I didn't have a... So we don't have a 72-game schedule. We only have a 68-game schedule. Or, so you could sort of play that game all day long. I do agree that in shootouts it seems silly that you would give somebody a goal. It's not really a goal. Shootout goals don't count. No, no they don't. But I think OT they, stats do. I think they did the first year, though, if I'm not. Yeah, but, those shouldn't. But, but I, I have fine. no problem in three-on-three three guys getting credit for a goal and an assist on this. I don't stats. either. Absolutely not. I don't either. But thank you, Earl for watching in Alberta. But, I mean, you said how we don't live in a normal time. And I, I, I don't know if we're ever going back, Cal, but I was talking to a coach last night, and he's a WHL coach, and he said that when he put out a young guy in a shootout, the older players were mad. And I said, did the, did the young guy score? Well, of course. That's why I put him out. Then those... That's ridiculous. But you under you get it though. At some point, we got to stop being upset. The kid scored, and this is like ten years ago. That young player is now in the pros. I'm not going to name him, but I, so we all just going to change what we do because somebody gets upset. It's not fair to us that they get points in overtime. You just said it. Well, if you were better, you'd be on the ice in overtime. Which can we spend two minutes? On the show that we saw last night that was Connor Bedard of the Regina Pats and Braden Yager of the Moose Jaw Warriors. Just for all the hockey fans out there. One exceptional player and one that applied for it and probably could have got it in Yager. Like he's very close. Wouldn't you say? Close to being... Yeah, an exceptional player. Oh, he's yeah. a stud too. They're different. You know, they it's, are it's, different, it's, but it's they're like, both great. Oh, they're both great and in their own way. You know, it's... If, um, Come up with a quick example. Okay, uh, uh, Oilers in the 1980s. You had Wayne Gretzky and you had Marc Messier. Both great players. Both completely different players. Wayne Gretzky was not a great defensive player. He was not a terrible defensive player, but he was not physical. He wasn't a banging and crashing and go into the corner and come out with the puck kind of guy, but he was so offensively astounding and led in all the offensive categories and just an absolutely amazing guy to watch. But you could easily make an argument that Marc Messier, although he wasn't quite as there wasn't as much finesse in his game, was equally as effective. Greatest captain of all time. Because he there's that. He was six foot two or six foot three. He was two hundred and twenty pounds. He was like a freight train when he hit you. He was a defensive, offensive, physical, hard nosed, tough, mean all of those things, they're, they're not, I'm not saying one was way better or one was way worse. They were both great. They were just different. Um, Connor Bedard and Braden Yeager are not even close to the same type of player, 
But what makes them both great is they can both score. They're both going to get their fair share of points. I have no doubt in my mind Connor Bedard is going to have way more goals and assists. But Braden Yeager is a great skater and probably plays a little bit better defensive game. But you felt that was the best game in the dub hub. I haven't seen a better one in the hub for sure. And I would have to go back a couple of years, frankly, to find a better just I mean, if you can enjoy that over time, like, honestly, you must not like hockey. You must be just impossible to please. But nobody was complaining about it. No. It was awesome. No, it was amazing. I loved it. Yeah, I so that's it. what happened last night. 3-2. Uh, we had the wonderful opportunity to call the game. 3-2 Regina Pats beating the Moose Jaw Warriors in the Dub Hub. We had it on Access Now TV. Tonight, you're going to the game with the Rat, Saskatoon Blades, Winnipeg Ice. It's the only game tonight That'll be uh, in the too. hub. Out west, it's Everett against Seattle and Vancouver versus Prince George. Six games in the big show. I might as well mention for sports on tap here for the Tap Brewhouse and Liquor Store. And they include Flyers at Sabres. Do the Sabres win? No. Toronto and Winnipeg. Do they ever win? Do they ever win? No. <laughs> Arizona at Colorado. Canada's team, the Vegas Golden Knights, are home to the Los Angeles Kings. Minnesota takes on San Jose and the Calgary Flames are at Vancouver. In the NBA, the Raptors are at Oklahoma City. From Devon in Regina regarding our football discussion last hour with Reed Johnson from the XFL Mark Cast. He says, Reed Johnson is right. The XFL product was sound and credible. Their rule changes were NFL slash CFL hybrid. CFL needs to move forward with this merger. Here's one from the 716. The Rock on his show, The Ballers, led him into XFL ownership. Look at that show and what he's doing. Great segue. Goes on to say, how many teams did David Braley prop up? Sometimes multiple at once. Mr. Braley is gone. Let him take the CFL with him. He was the best thing ever. God bless you, David. Rest in peace. Smart guy right there. Because you remember, we used to say, in those press boxes or those conversations you have in the CFL, right, before the game. Somebody said, this league is a heart attack away from folding. And you know what he was referring to? Yeah, David, David Braley. Braley. Well, David Braley passed this summer. And here we are. That sounds very harsh, but it's true. I, the guy just nailed the it. Did you read Stephen Brunt article? Which one? The one just after he passed. Oh, yeah, where he ripped him and he said that he held the CFL back. We all know those things. I thought it was a little tasteless timing-wise. It was like the day after he passed away, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, let the body cool down first. <laughs> right. But, but my point is that it's, it's, uh, it was an interesting article because it kind of, on one hand, he, he, he didn't hold back in giving David Braley all kinds of credit for essentially keeping the league afloat. But then he also, there was sort of that like, not even subtle reference that in a lot of ways, the league will never take another step as long as a guy like that kind of holds the cards. Yep. So it'll be interesting to see what happens here. You know, it was an easy, I like Stephen Brent a lot. Oh, he's, he's, great. he's been really good to me. I, I think he's a great writer. Give me a lot of credit for a lot of scoops that I've had. And while that was poor timing whatever depends on what he said wasn't wrong, but here's the, I'm not blaming David Braley for the lack of CFL marketing for the last 30 years. That's not Braley's fault. Maybe with his teams, they ran on a skeleton budget and they didn't have money for marketing. Trust me. I talked to those staff. 
But from the league office, the whole concept of not marketing your stars, wanting to go dark for six months in the offseason. Like, literally this morning on ESPN, I didn't watch Get Up because it's NFL every day, which is fine, but I would rather have some hockey talk. So I put it back to TSN and watch SportsCenter for a third time. But that's the NFL hype, man. They want to be in the news every day. It's work for them. And look where they are. And by the way, before you run, we have to break here and bring in uh, Joey Kenward. But the NFL talking about playing games in Canada, regular season games. You saw that came out yesterday. Like it's just another nail in the CFL's coffin. Why can't people see this? And Roger Goodell's literally said, I don't want to. We don't want to partner with you, CFL. You go do your you do you. And we'll do us. And in the meantime, just flattening the CFL in our country. You can see that, can't you? Anyways, this has been the second half kickoff. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus TV across all 10 provinces and 31 states. Live daily on YouTube and Facebook. And 24-hour sports talk for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Listen live. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Oh yeah, he's back. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. Welcome back, everybody. As usual, a couple of topics on the table. Football, hockey, hockey, football. For the new viewers, they say they're discovering the show. I am bilingual in Canada's two official languages. Hockey and football. football. Yeah. So uh, I'm very uh, loquacious that way. Just from a couple of our viewers here, J-Rod's watching. He says, Rod, the 49ers, really? Sorry I'm late. Just got my new iPad. He's watching digitally. Listen, I don't like the 49ers. I just like the shirt. Okay, I got one from everywhere that I've been. Uh, Randolph Zora regarding the NFL playing in Canada. He says, you are overreacting, Rod. When Green Bay played in Winnipeg, they couldn't even get the field right. Yeah, but that's because the Riders blocked them playing here and they had a week to get ready in Winnipeg and I don't think the same thing will happen if this comes again and that's the NFL coming to play games in Canada. Pause on that. Do we have Joey? Is he ready? All right, our good friend Joey Kenward, Canucks reporter, Sportsnet 650 Vancouver, joins us, Canucks TV, uh, from the left coast. And we got the Silver Fox here. It's a special day, Joey. How you doing, man? Bonjour, comment ça va? Ça va bien, merci. Come on to Pell 2. You didn't know? Yeah, That's three good. languages. I can swear, too. <laughs> Joey, Joey, I know your mind's racing. Listen, before we get into the real yeah, fun it's stuff. It's doing a lot more than that, but that's fine. Go ahead. I know. Massive, <laughs> massive game tonight at uh, Rogers Arena. Vancouver Canucks, Calgary Flames. Two teams trying to get into these Scotia North playoffs. Is this a playoff game tonight? in Vancouver between these two? I think both teams certainly want to see it that way, whether either team gets to the playoffs or not. In just over a month's time, time's going to tell. They dug themselves two pretty deep holes here over the last number of weeks, and they've got the identical record when they face each other tonight here in Vancouver. It's, It's a biggie, but first and foremost, no matter how high a mountain that is to climb, for either the Canucks or Flames, you've got to start it with tonight. Canucks are coming off their bye week. Flames are coming off a frustrating game uh, the other night at home. So I, I would expect two pretty determined teams going head-to-head this evening here on the West Coast. You know, with the Flames, I mean, they're closer to us 
geographically, so we've been following very closely what they're doing, languishing around 500 since Daryl took over. But we can all agree a massive disappointment from what we expected. I got to think the same's being said for the, for the Canucks. Since we've last talked, and I see there's, there's talking about an extension now for Thatcher Demko, he's not the reason they're out of a playoff spot right now, Joey, but what is the reason? Uh, well, they had a February to forget when they only won two games that month. Uh, and, uh, you know, it was a collective effort as to why they spiraled backwards in a real hurry. Uh, they couldn't score. They couldn't defend. They couldn't capitalize on special teams. And um, they also started to lose some key players in their lineup. Calendar turned into March. Thatcher Demko started to stand on his head is well-deservingly getting some talk of possible Vesna Trophy voting. I don't think he'd win it, but he's certainly going to get some votes for goalie of the year honors. And even if they did uh, hit a few speed bumps along the way prior to their break last week and back-to-back home losses to Winnipeg, they've played a pretty good all-around team game. And most importantly, they've found a way to win close games. When they were in the first seven weeks of the season, when they were winning, they were winning big, like putting up four, minimum four goals a game. But when they were losing, they were losing big, giving up minimum four or five goals a game now all of a sudden they're uh, playing important hockey uh they're finding ways to win those close games and that's really what i think we're going to see league-wide now not just in the canadian division league-wide you're not going to see a lot of blowouts from here on out i don't think with regularity like we saw maybe in the first month month and a half this season uh to your to your question are people here disappointed for sure particularly prior to this season the last time they saw the canucks was making it uh, into the, the Western Conference semifinals last year in the bubble in Edmonton. So uh, there's whether they were reasonable or unreasonable, expectations were high for this team to start this year for many. Uh, they haven't been able to meet those expectations, and that's why they find themselves where they are in the standings going into tonight's game. Joy, um, in saying that, though, I think... Because uh, I know you're immersed in it, right? Just like a guy like Labardius is immersed in it in Calgary. You live there every day. So you hear nothing about Canucks, Canucks, Canucks. He's here in flames, flames, flames. The guys in Edmonton, Stoffer, he's, it's all Oilers. But as a guy that's not in any of the markets that kind of hears all the noise, my perception would be that there wasn't really a whole lot of noise out there before the season started that the Canucks were a shoe-in to make the playoffs anyway. But I do think that everybody is like can't believe in Calgary that this team is as bad and inconsistent and just as poor as what they've been. Don't you think that there is a little bit of difference in terms of how the public perception is for the underachieving Flames as opposed to the Canucks? Oh, for sure. And I, by the way, you can also put the Montreal Canadiens into that conversation as well. Yeah. Uh, no owner in the league allowed their general manager to back up the Brinks truck and pay through the nose like the Molson family did with Mark Bergevin this past offseason to spend to the hilt. And they, although playing better lately, they weren't far out of the same situation the Flames are in right now. Um, yeah. So, yeah, there's, you know, what comes with expectations, you've got to be able to deliver. And some key players, particularly in Calgary's case the last little while, prior to and after the coaching change, just have not been able to be the players, Flames fans, and many around the league expect them to be. Um, Johnny Goudreau has taken a lot of heat there. Now, that's saying a lot for a player that's near a point-per-game player this season. 
but he certainly sounds like he's got plenty more to give here if this team wants to get back into the race. Goalie Jacob Markstrom was lights out to start the season for Calgary. And I'm not putting it all on him, but I think in his last 13 starts, he's got four wins. And in those 13 games, he's been given the hook three times. Not what people were expecting out of a goalie who was in Vesna Trophy consideration last year inside that mammoth long-term deal to play in Cowtown. So, yeah, they, they are a team that has underachieved, that has disappointed. But if for whatever reason they can, and I don't see signs of it right now, but if that group can get it together here uh, into the month of April, um, they're going to fight. They're, they're going to fight right to the bitter end. Uh, but it has to start with tonight. And they haven't shown a lot of good signs lately of looking like there's positive hockey ahead for them. But you never know. That all starts with one game tonight, I guess. Six years $36 million, and as you know, and the base this year is $4 million. Do you think the Flames are rethinking that, Joey? I mean, no. you know goalies. You watched no. them up in two. Is, is, is he worth that? Well, is there any goalie right now in the league that's worth that much money per season on that term? I, I, it's going to be a while. He was the best goalie out there on the market last year. And by all accounts, there was a bidding war between the two Alberta teams, and Calgary won that bidding war. Um, by the way, I, I want to preface this. I haven't seen every game that Calgary's played. I'm not hanging where they are in the standings or their recent uh, record since a coaching change on Jacob Markstrom. That has been a collective effort mm-hmm. for the Flames as to why they are in the standings right now. But this is a goalie that last year in Vancouver – won a lot of games for his team, played a lot of hockey, hasn't been able to deliver the same way for his new team to this point this season. Uh, now, we'll see if he gets a start against the Canucks tonight. Uh, he's got good numbers already in the few games that he's played against Vancouver. Four starts, one shutout. But the last time he played Vancouver, that really was one of the, sounds like, turning points as to where his game kind of got off the rails a little bit when he kind of tried to, uh, you know, ruin the... Uh, three, four, six double play sliding out to the blue line to take out Tanner Pearson on a partial breakaway. Um, you know, it, it, it's, 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 it, you know, he's a good goalie. Is he worth that much? Maybe, maybe not. Is any goalie right now in the league worth that much when we're talking about term and dollars per season? I don't know. Uh, key though is if this team's going to get back into the race, he will be a big part of it. I don't think there's any doubt in that. And I say Joe- that not knowing if he'll even start tonight. <laughs> exactly. I'm looking at this 12 wins for Jacob Markstrom. That's 15th in the National Hockey League. Number one, Vasilevsky. Number two, Grubauer. Number three, the Flower. Number four, Connor Hellebuck. But he's way, way down the list and a save percentage of 902. Let me ask you this because you know that Jim Benning wanted to hold on to Jacob Markstrom, obviously. Had he? Do you think the Canucks would be in the bind they're in right now, standings, records wise, record wise? And they've got the same record with Thatcher Demko, who's the same total of wins. Yeah. So think of it that way. Now, Thatcher Demko has been the best player for the Vancouver Canucks this season. Just like Jacob Markstrom was the MVP for this team the last two seasons, he was playing here on the West Coast. That's good for the goalies. That means, though, that they're getting those kind of honors by bailing the team in front of them out probably more often than they want. Um, Thatcher Demko is the goalie of the future for this organization, uh, pending restricted free agent at the end of this season. There's been talk that the Canucks and his 
uh, team have been in discussions the last little while, possibly trying to, to figure out a deal. Um, but I, I, I don't know if there's – it's easy to say right now, looking where they've done – what they've done this season, did the Canucks make the right decision by not keeping Markstrom? Would they have liked to keep him if the term and dollars could have been better? I think that's all kind of in the rearview mirror now. Uh, Markstrom's the goalie of the future and the present for the Flames. Demko is the starter right now and looks to be the starter long-term here on the West Coast. And uh, I'll see if they even play head-to-head tonight. There's, you know, we don't even know. I know we haven't gotten to it yet. We don't even know if this game's going to play tonight. Uh, Canucks actually are on the ice for morning skate as we speak, but one player has been uh, uh, with a confirmed COVID-positive case, and that's forward Adam Gaudet. Uh, so maybe we'll know by the time this interview's up uh, whether that game is a go or not. So stay tuned. But if they do play, it's sure to be a fun one. Yeah. Rems has one more for Well, you. I just think, you know, sometimes we talk a lot about when guys sign these big contracts and how it sort of changes their psyche. But Kenward's proof that you can sign an extension for, for multi-million dollar contracts it hasn't changed your game. He boy. actually looks I mean, better. I mean, you 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 you've never been at the, more at the top of your game since you got all those zeros on your last contract. So I don't see the problem here. You're right. There is no problem. Um, uh, I haven't. Uh, you, you're telling me I look better than what I did the last time I saw you face to face. Look, I haven't shaved in a month. Okay. Uh, it's it's uh, your work has never been better. out here on the west coast. The, the sun is shining here on the West Coast. Uh, you know, hockey's back in full swing across Canada. It's back in full swing here in BC. I know you guys talk a lot about Connor Bedard and company, and rightly so, uh, in the bubble in the hub in Regina. Uh, but the Western Hockey League is back up and running here in British Columbia, and that's a good sign. Uh, so as we flip the calendar from one month to the next, uh, here's hoping both on and off the ice things uh, get a whole lot better. Uh, for everybody here as we roll along through the spring. Absolutely, Joey, and nice to have some chuckles here, by the way. And I got I do miss seeing you in the arena. Man, we had some great visits, didn't we, when the Pats and Broncos got together? Good times. But I'll leave it with this. You brought this up with Bedard, and this won't shock you, Kelly. My phone's blown up with a lot of BC hockey people, uh, hockey guys that played for the Pats or the PA Raiders, coaches. They're just like, they say Bedard's like a mythical feature, uh, sorry, mythical creature in BC, like Ogopogo. Everybody knows about him. He came up through BC Minor Hockey. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. So they all. Your buddy Kevin Gallant. Well, he Kevin Gallant. Every day he's on there. Shane Zeleniak is one former captain of the PA Raiders. You'd remember Zinger. Joey's. Little, do you remember him? He's in Kamloops now, but they're just like, oh, yeah. how's he doing? We've been following him. He played against our kids. Like, Bedard's a pretty big deal in BC. Can you, can you talk about that? Well, I mean, first of all, the league has never had a 15 year old lead in scoring like Connor is right now. Now, they haven't had a lot of 15-year-olds play, but let's be honest, if they are, it's usually in a call-up affiliated player role, not as a full-time regular WHLer. Uh, I don't throw this term out a lot when talking about junior hockey players, uh, but I certainly do in his case. Connor Bedard is a special player. That's a special player. When you talk to scouts, uh, when they throw that term around, that's about as high praise as you can get no matter what position they're playing. Uh, he ripped it up stats-wise playing minor hockey over the years in North Vancouver. Uh, has made the transition from minor to major junior look relatively seamless. Does he have a long way to go? Absolutely. But boy, oh boy, I can't wait for whenever it is, not only for fans in Regina, but fans around the Western Hockey League. When we're 
in the clear and people are allowed to walk through the turnstiles to get into any WHL rink on either side of the border. And when Connor Bedard is playing on the ice that night, boy, the building should be packed to the rafters because who knows how often we're going to get a chance to watch that guy live in person before he's a full-time NHLer. Couple more years. That's it. <laughs> I think surefire number one overall pick and gone after he's 17. Joey, always great. I appreciate it, man. Enjoy the game tonight if there is one, and hopefully we can do it again soon. Sounds good. And don't by the way, just to make you guys your money, feel a little though. bit. Don't spend no, all that money in it. one place. <laughs> I don't Go have ahead, it. Joey. Um, by the way, Kelly, you've got a lot of gray hair. Yes. Uh, this is going to make you feel older. I mean, this is going to make you feel really old as a hockey fan. Pavel Bure, the Russian rocket, yeah. turns 50 years old today. What? He's 50. Oh, think, my think God. Think about that as you go to break. Well, I remember <laughs> at the World Junior in Saskatoon, and it makes sense because we were about the same age. Right. He's uh, Has he got silver hair? I don't know. I'm sure he's still got the Jets. Thanks, Joey. Thanks, guys. Have a great Look show. Good him. to see you. The great Joey Kenward joining us from the left coast. Any last, the left coast. <laughs> any last words from you before we let you no, roll? No, I just, uh, I, I'm not sure how you feel about this. I think you and I have talked about it a little bit, but uh, we can talk about it after the break if you like. The, fl- the flames are just, I can't believe what's going on there. I really can't. Actually, I can. That's Maybe mm-hmm. I should look at it the other way. I totally believe what's going on there. What I can't believe is that usually, Rod, and you've, you've been around hockey your whole life, when you bring in a new coach, there's usually, a, there's usually a shot of something that gets you through two, three, four weeks, and then things kind of start to settle down after that. They didn't even get through 10 days. No, they had a couple games. That's and, the, and the true colors of this team have already shown themselves. Yeah. They have to gut this thing like a fish. Well, you know, it's hilarious you say that. And Jeff, the Stamps fan, says maybe the Flames are bending for Bedard. That's funny. <laughs> but he's two years out. And you, that's why they have a lottery. So you can't tank. All it is, and you know it, is that when you fire a coach and there's no spike, tells you the problems are way, way, way deeper. Way deeper. And than been, what you think. And the people close to it have been saying that for two, three years. But they wanted to blame that coach and that coach and that coach. Well, you got one of the very best in the business now. Nothing changed. Right. Enjoy the game tonight. Thank you. Sports update coming up next. Moose back in the bunker. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus TV Network, YouTube and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports talk for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Listen live. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Laid back and kicking it. Let's head back to the studio. Here's Rod. And Moose has joined us back here in the bunker. Uh, Sports update. Can we play this music more? This has always been my favorite music. Wish I could hear it. I left my headphones in my office. It's that. Yeah. The, the mattress company in the States uses it too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love <laughs> yeah. it. I love very, our royalty free music is used by everybody. It's very bouncy. Yeah. And people say every time they hear this commercial for the mattress company, they think of our show. I That's, like it. That tells me we've done a good job in our branding because it happens. People are like, That's Rod's music. Yeah. Like, ah, right. Better. 
Uh, Brady Burns, as I get into our second sports update of the day. Brady Burns had a, two goals and an assist. William Villeneuve and Jeremy Poyer each added a goal and a helper. And the St. John Sea Dogs down the Moncton Wildcats 6-2 on Tuesday in Quebec Major Junior Hockey League play. Peter Reynolds and Vladislav Kotkov also scored for the Sea Dogs. Nicholas Pavin and Connor Richard found the back of the net for the Moncton Wildcats, who got 31 saves from Vincent Fillion. Connor Bedard opened the scoring, then set up Leighton Feist's winner at 4.33 of overtime as the Regina Pats edged the Moose Jaw Warriors 3-2 on Tuesday in the Dub Hub. We called the game. It was fantastic. Ethan Kruger stopped 28 of 29 shots, and Ben McCartney scored the first of four power play goals for Brandon. And the Wheat Kings toppled the Prince Albert Raiders 7-1. Adam Hall struck twice, and Eric Florchuk scored once and set up two more as the Vancouver Giants down Victoria 5-4. Ho, ho, ho. And the WHL announced earlier in the day that the game between Kamloops and Kelowna has been suspended after a member of the Rockets hockey staff tested positive for COVID-19. The Winnipeg Jets host the Toronto Maple Leafs tonight with first place in the all-Canadian Scotia North Division on the line. Toronto sits one point up on second place Winnipeg, but also has a game in hand on the Jets. The Leafs and Jets have split their previous four meetings this season. The slumping Raptors are on the road tonight facing the Oklahoma City Thunder. Toronto has lost 12 of its last 13 games and three in a row since snapping a nine-game losing streak last Wednesday against Denver. The Raptors are five games out of a playoff spot in the East. This sports update for dubnetwork.ca, your number one source for Western Hockey League breaking news and analysis with the best team of writers across Western Canada. Visit dubnetwork.ca today. And for Ben Cahoon's G2G Protein Bars, now with eight amazing flavors, including the new Almond Mocha. I think that's lunch for me today. Uh, RP Show viewers get 20% off with the promo code RP Show. Order yours now at g2gbars.ca. Jennifer Illingworth joins us. You joined us late today, Jennifer. She's watching on Facebook. She says, great win for the Pats last night. Oilers looked like they were skating in mud. Embarrassing loss. She really missed it off the start when I said, I can't, I can't with the Oilers fans and Jets fans. More ups and downs than West Edmonton Mall's fantasy land. You know? I know. Thank you. That's not a joke. Serious. More ups and downs than a toilet seat. That's what I was waiting for, but it didn't come that fast. Did Rempel walk off with your headphones? No, I unplugged him so he could use the other ones. He didn't want his earwax on yours. Well, just trying to be, you know, conscious and responsible to sharing germs and, you know. Um, So, listen. Mick Merkley has written in a couple of times, local hockey guy. And he says, hi, Rod, can you get local scouts on your show? And this is the second time Mick's asked today. I saw it the first time, Mick. I couldn't get to it, but I can get to it now. I saw the story on CTV News last night. I don't know if you did or not, where they interviewed local scouts. Did you see it? Yeah. Um, Brad McEwen was one from Hockey Canada. Ross Mahoney of the Capitals. And, you know, Clark's the guest booker, but I can say this. We've had scouts in here. There's still a COVID thing. And in some cases, when scouts have appeared on this show, they get called by their NHL team and knuckles get wrapped. It's not good. So there's that. We got to get maybe the rat in more. 
But, I mean, it was pretty easy to do interviews in the Dub Hub last night. The guys had their masks on. They're there in the venue. And I don't know that the NHL team is watching the CTV Supper News. It's a very sticky situation because I know of an NHL team that was watching the show yesterday. One of their scouts got his knuckles wrapped for something that was brought up on this show yesterday. I'm pointing out to Darren that we are in a brave new frontier right now, that it's not just in the rectangle where they're watching and listening right now. It's all over the continent. So those scouts, who I think we go on a local TV affiliate for an interview, but they were getting turned down by the scouts that we used to get because they're getting hell from their bosses for doing interviews on this show. What can I say about that? No, it's pretty much sums it up. That pretty much sums it up. So it's a delicate line. We'll continue to walk that line. But Well, and, and the thing with the money, and I know we got a break and we'll come on in a, back for overtime and a full-on viewer takeover, but you have to understand something. Jacob Markstrom, six years, $36 million. Dak Prescott, how many years? $250 million or more. There's so much money going around in sports. All it's done is ramp up the pressure. Guys' butts have slammed tighter more than ever now. Mm-hmm. Afraid of what to say. Are they going to get fired? In all realms of these organizations, man, it's gross. I am hoping you're starting to realize why I want no part of it. None. We're over here doing our own thing because over there, the pressure, the backstabbing, if you will, is out of control. Sports, media, and sports media. Look at all the layoffs. Look at the firings. My God, what more do you need to see? So all I'm saying is, scouts in particular that never probably should have been doing interviews anyways. I mean, they like to, but the teams don't want them divulging their thoughts. They can't really, they can't really say anything. That's my point. There's a lot of restrictions, by the way, when you interview a scout. Don't ask me about this, 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 and this. Well, that's all I want to talk to you about. It's the only reason we're bringing you on. Right, but you can see where they're coming from. Yeah. So, Mick, that's a very long-winded answer, too. I, we could try, but I think the best guy to bring in would be Dale Durkatz, the rat. Let's bring him in more because he's scouted for the Leafs and the Caps and the Raiders, and he, now he's our analyst on Pats games, but he can say whatever he wants. Most scouts can't. We'll be right back. You're watching the RP Show, Game Plus TV Network, and 24-hour sports talk at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. You got something to say? You want to add to the show? What are you waiting for? Don't just sit there. Say something. Now, back to the studio with Rod. Welcome back, everybody. And we're going to talk about, uh, in a second, come on, official, and the Blue Jays opening up tomorrow at the New York Yankees. Are we still throwing that opening day party or no? Oh, we're yeah. talking about it. Oh, yeah. We are. I texted you. Oh, I haven't checked my phone. Check during the, when I was in the other room. Oh, no, I, I didn't get it. All are right. we ordering uh, pizza from the tap? We're getting some. Vern's Pizza. Ooh. It's life-changing, y'all. Uh, listen, <laughs> I don't know where or why all these comments started coming in about the Toronto Wolfpack, and I get the rating show that our viewership in Southern Ontario has skyrocketed. That's cool. Go somewhere else for your rugby Wolfpack coverage. I say that about soccer. I know way less than rugby. 
Oh, yeah. You know, do you not find the sports that you grow up playing are the ones you kind of gravitate to in your adult life? Of course. Right. And I, rugby wasn't even a rumor around here. No, not, not in small town Saskatchewan. <laughs> not a <laughs> no, chance. We didn't have a football program. We barely had a soccer team. We had a football program. But, like, because of that, like, I'll even have some sort of interest in watching golf. I'll have some sort of interest at the Olympics or the big champ, track and field because I ran a little bit of that. Right? But, yeah, rugby doesn't register, unfortunately. I think it's incredibly cool and they're really talented and tough. Oh, I don't and have I like the haka dance that New Zealand does and stuff like that. But like, I didn't say it wasn't cool. But it's uh, yeah. The local pro team here asked me to come out years ago. I'd never been to a rugby game before, and I this is what I couldn't believe. Some guy got hurt. They just dragged him off to the side and kept playing, like trampled over him. I'm like, this is awesome. These guys are tough. But I didn't understand the rules, and I grew up in our little town playing hockey. Obviously, from the time I was three baseball, volleyball, curling. It's Saskatchewan, remember. Badminton. Yeah. And that's it. And then after I left, they had a football program because the Rough Riders got so popular, every little town had a football program, right? And as I've said many times, baseball was my second sport right up until I started working for the Rough Riders for 20 years. But then they suck all your time out of you. I had no time for baseball anymore. And what a wonderful segue into this bet that you can lay down for the Toronto Blue Jays at the New York Yankees. What is the bet, by the way, from Come On Official? This is another introductory bet for our partner, our betting partner, Come On Official. Yeah, five, five times your bet. You know, a $5 bet for, will return you 25 bucks. So anybody who's sitting on the fence but ready to get going on baseball season, it's going to be fun. I know we're interested in it. It feels like there's more interest around here in the Blue Jays this Serious? year than there has been in years past. Oh, here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of yeah. course. You know, it, just amongst us, amongst me, I feel like I'm more excited about the Jays this year than I have been in, in the last couple. So it's fun. It's a, it's a great time to get going. And we got that great bet with Come On. I feel like the excitement level all across. Hello. All across the country is at a not an all-time high, but for opening day, probably more exciting than last year. And remember yeah. at this time, and remember they made the playoffs last year before being swept by the Tampa Bay Rays. So sign up at comeon.com, download the app, follow them on Twitter at comeonofficial, and a $5 bet. If the Jays win, there it is, nets you $25. And that's just for opening day. Jays at Yankees, right? That's right. Hinjin Ru going against Garrett Cole. What a pitching matchup oh, yeah. on day one. That is a 105 Eastern first pitch on Thursday. Again, come on, Canada, the official betting partner of the Rod Peterson Show. Everybody's writing in about rugby from Pinckney, one of our P1s. I paint the rung- rugby fields. That's all I know. Mike Bird in Toronto says, rugby is the birthplace of CFL football. I'm aware I don't need the history lesson. Still don't care. Uh, Jeff, the Stampeders fan, says, uh, tell us what's going on in the world of badminton. I don't know what's going on now, but I can tell you in 1988, the female team shorts looked pretty good. (laughs) That's what kept us showing up for practice. That's what I can tell you that for free. CFL report. The uh, CFL has announced the draft will take place on May 4th at 5 p.m. The Hamilton Tiger Cats own the number one overall pick courtesy of a draft lottery held during Grey Cup Unite week. The 2021 CFL draft will be six rounds long instead of the traditional eight. 
This is in recognition of the fact that 2021 CFL training camps will feature a double cohort of Canadian rookies with a group from each of the 2020 and 2021 CFL drafts. So that came from the CFL's website. So they're planning a double cohort of Canadian rookies in this year's training camps. It's encouraging. Yeah. Gives you a sign that there will at least be a training camp. I feel like we covered a lot of ground today, Darren, with the CFL-XFL discussion. Reed Johnson gave us a lot of information from the way the XFL is looking at the CFL thing. And you remember what he said. It's like, we are playing with house money. We thought the league was dead and gone until The Rock stepped in and bought them. Right. And they're welcoming Canada with open arms, but not getting a reciprocal uh, relationship. Which is weird, because that seems like it's supposed to be our thing. To be very welcoming and polite and, and, and you know warm and hospitable, but we're really not. And uh, I'm having a tough time with that. I am. Not that we have to let them in and have a merger. You don't have to do that. But, my God, just be open to possibilities. Let's put everything on the table. And let's decide what's best. And what's best might be putting money back into what we've always known the CFL to be and giving it the, the paddles and jump-starting it and seeing if we can't run out another five or ten years or maybe kickstart it or into something one great. More year. Or one more year. But it also might mean something else. I just want all the options on the table, and let's examine them. Let's just be open-minded to something new. Uh, I like it. But I, like you, Der, Deron Carter has said it, Canadians aren't any different than Americans. They just hide it better. And uh, munch on that for the next 24 hours. But we're not as hospitable and friendly as you'd like to think. And this CFL-XFL stuff really shows it. Jeff the Stamps fan says, is tomorrow like a football Friday? In a way, yes. We've got Davis Sanchez joining us from the CFL on TSN, NFL-CFL alum. My good friend Joe Roberts. He's a resiliency coach, and he's an expert in stress and energy management. We're going to tell you about some tips uh, in dealing with your life right now. It's all tomorrow, noon Eastern, 10 a.m. Mountain here on Game Plus. Nerds! <laughs> Nerds! For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.